the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Ron Geyer Roofing. The Bible describes events that will mark the last days, or end times. 2 Timothy 3.1 says, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Matthew 24.44 tells us, Therefore you must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect Him. Bible teacher Ron Geyer leads us through Scripture that will help us to remain strong in the Lord. End Time Insights with Bible teacher Ron Geyer starts now. Good evening, family. Ron Geyer, End Time Insights. Thank you again for listening to us. I think this is a holiday weekend. Praise the Lord. And so we love doing this. And I had a lesson all planned. Actually, I've got a plan for our Bible study Saturday also. And I'm in Houston. And we had another school shooting in Uvalde. And it really got me upset. And so today's lesson, we're going to talk about truth today. And probably we're going to talk about it next week. Biblical truth, the necessity for truth, and I originally intended to talk about that today, and I I will. I'm still going to hit that at length, but in light of the school shootings in Uvalde, I wanted to take some time, make some comments and some observations concerning that. You know, when something goes bad uh, in the Old Testament with Israel, God always blamed the prophets who were prophesying lies. He blamed the pastors, the priests. And he held them accountable. And even in the New Testament, you know, we have that responsibility also. I'm a Christian. I live in Texas. I'm responsible for Texas. I live in America. I bear some responsibility for what goes on in America. And that's because we have the ability to pray. We have the ability to exercise spiritual authority, to restrain evil, and to call out evil. I'm going to focus on that a lot today. And so we have responsibility as Christians for the land in which we live. John 1, 1, 7, John 1, 17, the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And, you know, base in both grace and truth belong to Jesus. Both grace and truth manifested under the law, most definitely, but their fulfillment lies in Christ. And as I sit down to do this lesson I was thinking about still the 19 dead children, elementary school children, ridiculous. You know, some are politicians, those of the political agenda, those of the Antichrist crowd, those of the global one world government crowd. They're blaming our guns like guns. They've got a life of their own. And some are blaming the politicians. I'm in there. And there's plenty of blame to go around. But at the end of the day, us Christians and our leadership, the pastors, those who stand in pulpits, we have got to bear some responsibility. And it ties in with the lesson on truth that I want to talk about. We are required to tell the people the truth. If grace and truth came by the Lord Jesus Christ, well, then the church should be floating in grace and operating by truth. And, well, Ron, those are just biblical truths. No, it's truth. Those are absolute truths. Truth regarding everything, because I am a Christian, because I have the Holy Spirit of God, what's he called? 
He's called the Comforter, yes. He's called the Spirit of God. He's called the Spirit of Truth. And he lives inside me. He doesn't live inside Joe Biden. He doesn't live inside Nancy Pelosi or Oprah Winfrey. And he doesn't live inside a lot of so-called Christians. But because he does live inside of me, Jesus sent him to me to lead me and guide me in all truth. The Bible says, those that fear the law understand all things. And so we are required to share that truth with an unbelieving world. And so the truth, for instance, it screams out, thou shalt not murder. That's a biblical truth. Thou shalt not murder. It's Exodus twenty thirteen. Christians don't know that killing our children in the womb is wrong. I think we know that shooting people in school with guns is wrong, but we never talk about any of this stuff. We've quit talking about abortion two decades ago. We've given up that battle. We should be fighting that battle every day. Here we are, and I have trouble with the outrage. Yes, it's a tragedy. Yes, it's sick. 19 dead school children. That's crazy. It's demonic at the end of the day. And yet we so easily give in to thousands. I think it's, I forget how many, but it's like, oh, it's hundreds of thousands a year, thousands a day that we're killing before they even get out of their mother's wombs. And the church has went silent on that. And we've gone silent on that because the, we've given that over to a political discussion. No, abortion is not a political discussion. Alcoholism is not a political discussion. Homosexuality, these are not political issues. These are spiritual issues. They belong under the purview of the church. We need to be calling out these sins. You know, we've become scared. We don't confront the world about anything. We don't confront Christians with their sin anymore. And we just let everything go on. And when 19 children are dead, we just... We say a prayer and we move on. There's no understanding that lives have been taken. We don't understand life, and I'm going to explain that to you in a little bit. God hates murder. Psalm 5.5, the foolish shall not stand in thy sight. You hate all workers of iniquity. He not only hates the act of murder, he hates those who commit murder. Proverbs six sixteen and 17, these six things does the Lord hate. Yes, seven are an abomination unto him, a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. Well, God loves everybody. No, he does not. He hates those whose feet are swift in running to deceive. He hates those whose hands are shedding innocent blood. He hates all those that work iniquity. This is the Bible. I don't care what you've been taught. You've got to read the Bible. Can we say it? God hates it when we kill our children in the womb, in the school. It doesn't matter. He hates it. We can't even wait for them to be born with such a sick society. Satan is so scared that the Messiah is going to come back the way he was born the first time through the womb of a woman. He tries to kill every incoming child. The reason our children have no protection anymore is in the schools, in the malls, is because we have gone ahead and we've decided how we will treat our children. And when Satan sees us killing our children in the womb, he's got license to kill them anywhere he wants to. We're supposed to be restraining evil, not promoting evil, not accepting evil, not making it easy for evil. We're the church, man. We've got power. We've got authority. Satan is so scared of the Messiah being born again through the womb of a woman. He tries to kill every child born, and he's got the church helping him. First Timothy 3.15. But if I tarry long, that you, this is Paul writing it to Timothy. But if I tarry long, that you may know how you ought to behave yourself in the house of God which is the church of the living God. The church of the living God is the pillar and the ground of truth. Yes, folks, that's right. Church is what? It's the pillar and the ground of truth. The Bible 
It is ground zero for truth. We need to go back to preaching against abortion and letting people know. I know famous preachers in our city won't talk about sin, which is stupid. It's demonic. And they're in for a big surprise. But at the end of the day, the church, the guardian of truth, the pillar and the ground of truth, the Bible, the foundation of all truth. The church builds off that foundation of of the Bible and it spreads the message of truth. The Bible is the ground into which our pillars are sunk. Our Bible beliefs are unshakable. The Bible is the ground into which we sink our pillars and they are immovable. Truth can't be shaken. It can't be moved like it's something uh, that's uh, blown by every wind of doctrine. No. Truth is more than a principle. It's more than doctrine. Truth is a living, breathing deity. Truth is the personage of the Messiah of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, the creator of all mankind. We owe the world the truth. What truth? Every truth. But specifically the truth that they are sinners, the truth that as well as the sin will keep them forever separated from God unless they do something about it. The truth that Jesus Christ did something about it. Hallelujah. They no longer have to live as sinners. Yes, you're a sinner, but you don't need to live life as a sinner separated from God because of what Jesus Christ has done. But we need to be sharing these truths with them. And when you go to a church that won't tell you that you're a sinner, well, what good is that? You stay in your sin. You never repent. If you don't repent, if you don't know you're a sinner, guess who's missing? The Holy Spirit's missing. We're trying to teach a salvation message without the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is supposed to be convicting the sinner of sin. And it begins by identifying what sin is to a fallen world. Remember, God sent his own son while we were yet sinners. Christ who knew no sin became sin for us that we would become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. There's no greater crime against God. There is no greater crime against humanity than the murder of one's own children. God did that willingly. And we even demean the work of God when we show such little respect for the lives of our children. Something is wrong. You know, we are outraged over the death of 19 school kids, as we should be. Yet we willingly sanction the murder of thousands of helpless kids every day. Soul check America. We don't know Jesus. We don't know him as the Messiah, and we don't know that he has paid the penalty for our sin. And if we would just tell the world that from the pulpits, perhaps they would quit sinning, recognizing they're out of the will of God, repent, and get saved. John 14, 6, I'm going to focus on this scripture for the rest of this show today. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. Jesus isn't a truth. He is the truth. He is the manifestation of everything that's ever been true, everything that ever will be true. And you can't kill truth. You can only hide it. You can try to suppress it. You can try to keep it from being seen. Here, truth is sandwiched between the way and the life. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. That's very interesting. We'll break that down. You know, I'm hesitant to separate the way I talk about the world from the way I talk about the carnal church. There's not much difference. You can't see a difference, really. You know, both are scared of government. Both are scared what man may think or say about them. Both are scared of losing things. We're scared of losing our our church, our pastoral church. I remember telling one of my leaders when COVID came around and the churches were being closed and, well, they're going to charge you a thousand bucks. I said, hey, I'll pay the fine. Just don't shut. Stay open. And I was told, well, you're not the one that's going to wear the orange jumpsuit. 
You can't live in fear as a church leader, as a Christian. You can't. The Bible says we've not been given a spirit of fear, but one of power and of love and of a sound mind. You know, the world is out and out in our faces against God. The church, we are against God, but it's in a more subtle manner. Back to John 14. Jesus said, I am the way. When we reject the Lordship of Christ, and I'm going to use that phrase a lot in my teachings from now on. When we reject the Lordship of Christ, instead of just saying Jesus Christ, no, when we reject the Lordship of Christ, because a lot of people know Jesus as their Savior, but very few people know him as their Lord. And there's a difference. Because remember, those that tried to get into heaven, they said, but Lord, Lord, they called him Lord. They thought he was the Lord. And Jesus says, no, I'm not your Lord. Now, he may have been their savior, but there's a difference. When I got saved, I got to the foot of the cross and I met Jesus Christ as my savior. Thank you, Father God. But God expects so much more. He demands so much more. He expects you to get on your cross yourself. Paul, uh, die daily. Pick up your cross. Jesus said, if you don't, you're not going to follow me. You need to get on your cross. At the foot of the cross, I met him as my Savior. When I got on the cross, he became my Lord. And that's when I started obeying him. That's when I recognized that I'm to be partaker of him and his sufferings. You know, that stuff wasn't taught in my former religion. And so I was thinking wrong things. And yet, no, sacrifice and dying daily and partaking of the sufferings of Christ, these are all part of the Christian walk. This is how we grow, by speaking the truth, not by changing it, but by speaking the truth in love. That's how we grow. So... Back to John 14, Jesus says, I am the way. Proverbs eight twenty. I lead in the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of judgment. When we reject the lordship of Christ, we lose our way. That's the truth. That's why I make the separation between being the savior of mankind and being the lord of mankind. There's a pointed difference there that we must identify. And it says there, when we reject the lordship of Christ, we lose our way. And mankind has lost his way. Many in the church have lost their way. The way of righteousness we have not known. And Proverbs 8.20, if you read your Bible, then you know that Proverbs 8 is the wisdom chapter. It's where Jesus is identified as wisdom. And in Proverbs 8.20, he says, I lead, Jesus leads, I lead in the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of judgment. Americans, Christians, and non-Christians alike know not the way of righteousness. Or if the church knows it, we won't tell anyone. Who leads? Proverbs 8.20, I lead. Wisdom leads. If we know anything about the book of Proverbs, we know the chapter 8 talks about the wisdom of God. But since we reject the lordship of Christ, we don't know his way. And if we don't know his way, then we don't know his wisdom. You know, and that should be obvious to the true church. But I just wanted to show you the process for our ignorance and our stupidity. Because we have rejected the lordship of Jesus, not only have we lost our way, but we have also lost truth. Jesus, I am the way and I am the truth. America has become a stupid people, an ignorant people, a people void of common sense. In short, we are now a nation of reprobates. And of course, that being true, we are being ruled by reprobates as well. It's amazing the people we find to lead us, but that should be the case. We pick pastors we shouldn't be following because they're in there for the wrong motives. We elect politicians we shouldn't be following because they promise us things because we're a stupid people. We believe what they say. Romans 12.1. For when they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. This is the stupidity that happens to people when they reject God. 
And it's up to the church to inundate our airwaves, inundate our TVs, inundate our radio and our internet with the truth. I don't have much. It's shocking I'm on the radio. I don't know how that came about. It was God. It wasn't to me. I had nothing to do with it. A friend said, Ron, you ought to go on the radio. We wrote a book on marriage. And so he was thinking that I was going to talk about marriage. And yet God had really instilled our heart changed it from having a ministry that really solely concerns itself with marriage to End Time Insights, where we are warning the body of Christ of the dangers ahead. And I know that I know that I know that I belong in this platform because of the dangers that I've seen. What the Lord has shown me, what the body of Christ has revealed to me, it's amazing. Yes, we've got three enemies, the world, the flesh, and the devil, but I want to add a fourth one there. And it should not be an enemy to the church, but it is, and it's called deception. That's how the devil deceives the whole world. Revelation talks about that. He he deceives the entire world. He should not be deceiving the church. That's why I'm teaching on truth. We know the truth. The truth shall make you free. Free from what? Free from deception. Come on, church. We got to get this right. Romans, when they knew God, they didn't glorify him as God. They weren't thankful. They became vain in their brains and their foolish heart was darkened. You'll like this in the Amplified. For even though they knew God as the creator, this is mankind in general, even though they knew God as the creator, they did not honor him as God, neither were they thankful for his wondrous creation. On the contrary, they became worthless in their thinking. That's who we've got out there leading us in our political realm. Worthless in their thinking. They are godless. Worthless in your thinking goes hand in hand with being godless, with pointless reasonings, and silly speculations, and their foolish heart was dark. And you should see some of these programs these government guys come up with. And so when you reject God, you become pointless in your thinking with silly speculations, and that's where a reprobate mind is. Basically, it means a mind void of common sense. Phillips translation, Now the holy anger of God is disclosed from heaven against godlessness and evil of those men who render truth dumb. I didn't know you could do that, but... Evil mankind has found a way to do that. They can render truth dumb and inoperative by their wickedness. It is not that they do not know the truth about God. This is serious stuff. These people know the truth about God. America is in deeper trouble than any other nation on the earth today, except maybe Israel. Why? Because we have sinned against grace. We have sinned against the light. We have known the truth about God. We've experienced his grace, the blessings, and we've said, no, thank you. Indeed, he has made quite plain to them, for since the beginning of the world, the invisible attributes of God, for example, his eternal power, one, and his divinity, his eternal power, the eternal power of God, and his divinity, they have been plainly discernible through the things which he has made us, and which were commonly seen and known, thus leaving these men without a rag of an excuse. That's Phillips. They knew all the time that there is a God, yet they refused to acknowledge him as God, or to thank him for what he has done. Thus they became fatuous in their arguments and plunged their silly minds still further into the dark. These are the people in power in America, and unfortunately a lot of these people are in our pulpits as well. I'll finish the scripture with the message. I love the message. But God's angry displeasure erupts as acts of human mistrust and wrongdoing and lying accumulate as people try to put a shroud over the truth. But the basic reality of God is plain enough. Open your eyes and there it is. By taking a long and thoughtful look at what God has created, people have always been able to see what their eyes as such can't see. We've always been able to see his eternal power and, for instance, and the mystery of his divine being. So nobody has a good excuse. 
what happened was this. People knew God perfectly well, but when they didn't treat him like God, refusing to worship him, they trivialized themselves into silliness and confusion so that there was neither sense nor direction left in their lives. They pretend to know it all, but were illiterate regarding the truth about life. They traded the glory of God who holds the whole world in his hands for cheap figurines you can buy at the roadside stand and you put them on your dashboard. (laughs) Our bodies and our minds and our souls and our spirits were never meant to function apart from Jesus. We were created by him and for him and we are to be living in him. That is our default position. That's where we belong. I'm going to read that again. Our bodies and our minds and our souls and our spirits. Bodies, Minds, souls, spirits were never meant to function apart from the Lord Jesus. We were created by him. We were created for him, and we are supposed to be living in him. No, Acts seventeen twenty eight. For in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his children. But in a world that has rejected him, mankind will eventually destroy itself. There is a dearth of truth in the world today. God made it easy to be found. Even the heavens declare the glory of God. All you have to do is look up into the sky, and the sky will bear witness of everything that he said is true, of everything that he has done belongs to him. He is the creator. Other nations may not know God like us. We got a head start under grace with our godly formation, and America has known God. But, like I said, we have sinned against the light. We just don't like submitting to God. That's the problem. It's not that we don't like God. We love God. We like him. But we don't like submitting to him, bowing to his authority. The gift of free will also comes with the curse of free will. The free will Father gave us was always to be subject to him. But... Our driving passions and our rebellious hearts want more freedom and control back from him. You know, I expect that type of attitude from the world, but the church manifests that same rebellion of hearts. We're just more slick in the way we approach it. We try to cover it over and hide our rebellion. You know, we use scripture to justify it. Here, want proof? God isn't sovereign in the earth today. Who would dare make that statement? Who would dare be bold enough to say that? God is not sovereign in the earth today? You know, number one, who profits from a statement like that? Well, the devil does, of course. He doesn't want you thinking that God's sovereign, that God's in charge. Now, man, because man has remade God in man's own image. Remember the scripture says that God made us in his image? Well, In today's apostate state, we have changed that to we have remade God in our own image. And now we have the authority in the earth. And rather than, you know, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. (laughs) Word of faith people say that. No, 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 no. We are the children of God. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We control our own destinies. And apart from partnering with us, mankind, God can do nothing. And that's where this assault on the sovereignty of God comes from. Look at this, Romans 1.18. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. They hold the truth. They suppress the truth. We read that before. They're hiding it. The Amplified. 
For God does not overlook sin, and the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who in their wickedness suppress and stifle the truth. Don't forget, we've got truth. We are the carriers of truth, the church, the pillar and the ground of truth. And yet we are being opposed by people that are trying to hide that truth, the truth about abortion. I am totally convinced in my spirit, man. I could almost give you a thus saith the Lord, that if we have been continuing to call down abortion as sin, if we are continuing to reveal it as an, an abomination, as murder, that these things going on in our schools would not have happened. But because America has rejected God, because we are scared to preach his truth to a world that intimidates us, this stuff happens like that. We're going to come back uh, next week. I want to focus on truth still. I'm going to start off with Romans where it says they not only hide the truth, suppress the truth, but now they're changing the truth. We'll come back. We'll see you next week. I'm Ron Geyer. God bless you. We love you. Enjoy the holiday. Thank you for joining us for End Time Insights with Ron Geyer. Listen again next Sunday night at 8 on 100.7 The Word, where faith comes by hearing. You can also listen to the podcast of this program by going to kkht.com. If you would like to contact Ron, email him at gospelguy at comcast.net. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.